The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. God damn it, Bobby. Go! There we go. It is a victory Monday on Talking Cowboys as the Cowboys get a win in the most dramatic, most gut-wrenching, most heart-pounding final week of the regular season, possibly in the history Mm. of football. Week 18 in the regular season are in the rearview mirror, and the Dallas Cowboys are on to the wild card round. How's it going, everybody? It's a good Monday. Welcome to Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game and our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. I was for that. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Rob it's Phillips. 12 and 5! <laughs> zero and zero. Wow. Zero 12 and five. 5! I think I'm more of the zero and zero, zero, zero. side of thing. 12 and 5! Nah, that doesn't we matter. Let's finish anymore. this thing off. Let's finish this thing off. That's I agree what I'm with that about. one. Well, I didn't finish saying what I was saying, but I'm just saying 12 and 5. 12 and 5. Not bad, not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. Cowboys improved to the three seed in the NFC. Got some help yesterday from the NFC West. We're the HOV. We're the HOV. We're the HOV. Got got an extra passenger. Oh, we got an HOV. Telling you. All right. Y'all come in here. Y'all energy wrong. Let's go. You didn't say a word prior to the show. Let's go. I'm you didn't say a single word. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Heckma Harrison. Rob Calm Phillips down, back Fido. in studio. <laughs> Rob <laughs> Phillips is back. I'm sorry, Heck. I'm still I'm still gathering. My, it's nice to be wearing real pants. Sorry, real pants. It's been a while. It's been a while. Out of the pajama pants. <laughs> and yeah. I'm still wearing my pee pants. <laughs> I miss y'all. I miss y'all. It's oh. like when you come back home from college and your parents, your room kind of looks the same. Mm. You guys didn't touch the room at all. Touch I never, I never left. Yeah. Just stayed home. No, we got the hand sanitizer <laughs> on your side. We got it all good to Thank go. you. Thank you. Yeah. No, great to have you back. We missed you as well. Isaiah, stand back. Hello, sir. Fresh off of a great week for you. Mm. It's go time, baby. It is go time. It is playoff time. It's our yeah. first official playoff show Love it. of Talking Cowboys. And it does. It gets different. And mm. we're going to talk about the Cowboys and the Eagles. But really, now, now your eyes are forward. It's it's a 12-5 and five record. You're the three seed in the NFC. But now eyes ahead to the playoffs. Those are Esslers you're looking Those through. are Esslers. The, the, the zero and zero record turns into Esslers. <laughs> That's what the read's going to be here in a couple minutes. Uh, Cowboys. Was it 12 and five? Down, it, is it 12 and five or zero and zero? Because Hex, uh, right, we got to give them credit for what no, they've done yeah, I mean, last <clears throat> five months, whatever. Well, let's That's, just fly right by hey, that. We'll just fly right by. It's awesome. It's awesome. But what's <laughs> the ultimate goal here? Monday and then it's victory. Yeah, it's the ultimate goal. Gonna, you're not gonna take that from me. We 12 and five. I, I, I <laughs> 12 and five. That's cool. We was dog. That's we cool. was dog crap last year. How we much? had nothing last year. Our defense was the worst last year in history. Last year, 12 and five. That's let's bad. go with it. It's all past. Yeah. All right. 
I mean, that's the thing. Twelve <laughs> and five is fantastic, and it has set you up in the right have position. Y'all wanna, have y'all want to do it? <clears throat> but if you lose this week, what does twelve and five mean? Not a dog on I'm not talking. About, I'm talking about victory Monday. Mm-hmm. We beat the brakes off the Philadelphia Eagles. We got everything that we wanted out of that game. Okay. Based off of what we did last season and to finish off this season, I live in reality, guys. I understand what we got going on with the playoffs, but I'm going to celebrate this team for what they did today. I'm just saying. I'm with you, Heck. I'm with you, Heck, because to your point, we were just talking about this before we came on the air. How many coaches around the league have been fired this morning? This morning, three. Three. Miami, Chicago, Minnesota. And that adds to the three that were already gone at some point prior to the season or in the season. Denver yesterday morning with Fangio, Jacksonville, and then Las Vegas. Vanquished. Cowboys not in that situation. In fact, they've got two coordinators that are Mm -hmm. pretty hot commodities around the league. It is a nice place to be here on Monday morning as we start to look ahead to the playoffs. Black Monday in the NFL, and you are certainly in the right at this point moving forward so Cowboys get the win they will face the San Francisco 49ers and we're certainly going to talk about that coming up here in a little bit but let's talk about the 51-26 win over the Philadelphia Eagles as the Cowboys even got a chance to rest some guys late they were already a little shorthanded due to some different circumstances whether it be injuries or COVID protocol but the Cowboys just dismantled the Eagles on Saturday night heck I'll start with you how much does that do to ease your nerves? Because there were three things you really needed to check off in that game. You needed to be healthy, you needed to get your offense back on track, and you needed to uh, win the football game to try and help yourself in seeding. You did all three of those things, and it ended up working out for we you. We talked about that on Talking Cowboys all week last week, and everything that we wanted to accomplish, we checked all of those boxes off, and we got to feel good about the performance. It wasn't so much about resting people. You talked about on offense, and all the, the continuity. Take a drink, guys. Uh, and we're back. And I'm saying the offense and what you needed to see from Dak. You wanted to see this running game get going. It got going. Uh, you wanted to see Dak complete some passes in coverage in between safeties and cornerbacks. You saw that. Um, all of those things that you needed from this offense, you got to feel good. All the feel-good stuff that we needed. When we left uh, Philadelphia, I, I think that this, this offense is back where they need to be. Again, the, the defense that they're going to face next week is going to be a task all in itself, and they are going to bring all of the exotic looks that people think bother Dak. But the number one thing is for all of us going into this game on, su- on Saturday was getting this offense back on the rails. Isaiah? I don't disagree. Uh, I think that they needed that game. They needed to go out there and have that type of showing. <clears throat> you always obviously look at it and say that that Philly didn't have any of their main guys really there present. So it should have been that dominant. But regardless of who was out on the field, you needed them to walk out of there with some confidence. And you wanted them to go out there and have some success. And that's ultimately what happened regardless of who has decided to suit up for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now they can feel confident going into their next matchups, obviously with the 49ers coming in. Everybody that they're going to face in these playoffs are much better than this team. Totally agree. They did what they should have done. I mean, I think Philly was missing 10 of 11 starters on defense, something like that. So they did exactly what they should have done. Imagine if imagine if we walked in for this show this morning and they did not play any of their starters. I think we would have felt this way. They might have even felt this way like kind of where are we at, guys? You know, where where, where are we at? And I think they got a good yeah. I think that was a confidence booster for them. Uh, for sure. I put a poll out there after the game. Not knowing who the opponent was going to be at that point, I said, "Okay, Cowboys Nation, how you feeling?" Got 115 responses, and it was like 50-50. Some people feeling good, 
Some people not so sure. So, and and one that really stuck out to me was optimistic while pessimistic. Mm. And I think that's kind of how Cowboys, some of Cowboys Nation is feeling because you know they're talented. They're 12 and 5. They've had a lot of success, but there's been some inconsistencies there. So, how how are they going to play in this game? I think it's going to be fascinating. Well, and you, you want to see it. I mean, how many times have you gotten to this point where you haven't seen it whenever the playoffs roll around because you get one shot at it. You get one mm-hmm. you get one bad game. May, or you don't even get that bad game if you really want the ultimate prize. You want to show out and you want to see that 12-5 and five translate into success in the playoffs. And right now, this is a team that could either go one and done or could win the whole thing. That, that's exactly what it is. So, I mean, p- optimistic, pessim, or what was it? Optimistic? optimistic, wild, pessimistic. Yeah, I think that could be a slogan all the way through and through. But uh, I think you're right. I think uh, going to he- back to Heckma's point, it made me feel better because those windows that Dak Prescott was throwing into were the same size, whether or not it was a, a backup or not. I mean, he was making the throws that he needed to. The throw that stood out to me was the one to Amari Cooper on the right yes. side that got him down inside the five-yard line. Yes. That was a dime. And he he made throws like that throughout the game. Of course, five touchdown passes, career high for Dak, 37 on the year, new single-season leader in Cowboys franchise history. So I thought Dak played possibly one of his best games of the year, but I guess you can take a little bit of a way from that because of who was on the other side, right? Agreed. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, these guys, they they, they did what they needed to do. And we know the competition level wasn't, as high as it could have been. That's just facts. Uh, regardless, they regardless, like I said, of who stepped on the field, they needed to execute. And I feel as if they did that, and they should feel they should feel very confident. Kudos to to Dak. Kudos to Zeke. Uh, both of those guys had great monumental days. And um, now, you know, they can look at each other, you know, with their with their chin raised up high, and they can look at each other and say, okay, yeah, we're twelve and five, but there's two other teams in this conference in the playoffs that have better records than us. If we if we get past this game, possibly, you know, one of the teams has the same record of us, and the other team just beat us up. So the records, the past tense is cool, but as you look forward, you say, we got to take care of this week now. Feel good about what you just did, but I guarantee you none of those guys are talking about what just happened. Everybody's looking at film already for the next game. I didn't make the trip, and I think the one injury that they they noted was uh, Keanu Neal, mm-hmm. arm, shoulder. So keep an eye on that, but yeah. relatively healthy going into the playoffs. That's all you can ask for. And the bazooka's coming back. The bazooka's coming back. And so, Pete, we left the – as much as they're talking about the Eagles not – the Boo Eagles not having their full slate of players, um, we left the big briefcase at home, too. It's true. Mm-hmm. We left Aiden's dad at home. Yeah. Um, we left A.B. at home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jerron Curse was at home. Yep. Yes. I mean, Tony you know, Pollard. Tony T.P. was at home. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. And what they find is every caveat, every if to discredit the Cowboys in the season that they have. I'm, I'm saying this. Look, bring on the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to talk a whole lot about them as a team. We're going to talk about everything that they – and we'll be objective uh, about all of it. But at the same time, Cowboy Nation, we got to feel good right now. It's just what it is at 12-5. and Another thing that's, I think, giving pause to the celebration of what was an absolute beatdown in the second half against Philadelphia is the fact that they did it two weeks ago against Washington or three weeks ago now. But they did it against Washington. They turned around and then they lost to Arizona. So a lot of Cowboys fans are hesitant to really jump out of the cake and say, hey, they yeah. did everything they needed to. We, we, we got it done, right? And, and so there's lots of hesitation there. It, just, it, gives, it gives me flashbacks. I got PTSD from, <laughs> from my, my rookie year here in Dallas. We went 13-3. Okay. and three. Felt amazing. We had 13 Pro Bowlers. 
guess what? The next week after that, didn't freaking matter. We were sitting at the crib. Mm-hmm. Sitting at the crib. Didn't freaking matter that you were 13-3. Didn't matter that you had 13 Pro Bowlers. You didn't get past the next dog on the game. And you had a bye week, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And you didn't get yeah. past the next game. So, it did, so, you know what I'm saying? So, as, as I look back on my career, I'm like, oh, yeah, we balled out that season, but we didn't do crap in the playoffs. So, it doesn't really So, matter. do you feel like this team, based off of the inconsistency and up and down, I guess, in the season with teams below and above 500, mm-hmm. that this is a team that doesn't rise to the challenge of big I – wouldn't, I wouldn't put that label on them, but I, I would feel – I do – I would put the label on them that they say they have to have a question mark over their head. Why? Because the teams that are in that upper echelon, they have not done well with. So that, that's why I say they, they have to have that. They, I will believe that they have that question mark hanging over their head. Now, are they capable? When I put the label on them that they don't show up, I wouldn't put that on them. But I don't think that they have performed well enough this season against that level of competition to feel that confident heading into this, into this postseason. But now, even in, those, in terms of their capabilities, yeah. no, they know what they're capable of. Right. But in terms of it's the difference between knowing what you're capable of and, and showing up and, and executing. The only game you were not really close in was the Denver game. I, you, and I'm not looking at close. I'm looking at – No, no, no. I'm, I'm yeah. making a point. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, the only game that you not weren't close in was the Denver game. That mm-hmm. was a complete blowout. They dismantled you and showed you uh-huh. that you better come to play every time. But then in those other games, let's just say Kansas City, yep. uh, in a game where you think the quarterback is all world, that defense, they showed out. But this isn't a game where we lost 51-26. to 26. Uh, Even with these – basically what I'm saying, in these matchups, they have been cl- – ultimately, we were right there. We have proof that if we don't make those – few bad plays, we can actually get over the hump. And if no one's going to give us credit at all, I'm basically just saying that in this matchup versus San Francisco, we're going to be build them up all week as the juggernaut, the world beater that they should be. Mm-hmm. But what is going to be the difference for this team to get over the hump versus that above 500 team, just basically like you said? Execution. Okay. Execution. I don't have it off the top of my head, and Beamer might be have it. What's our record against teams that are now in the playoffs? Well, three and four. Three and four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. They have to show up and they have to execute. We all know what these guys are capable of. This roster is completely stacked. This off, this 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 coaching staff is stacked. Now piece it together. Maybe four and four. This piece it together. Really Go out there now and destroy the team. Set a set a, a standard so high. Expectation. The expectation has to. I mean, you have to meet that expectation. You know that you have a stacked roster. You know that your coaching staff is trying to get picked apart right now because everybody knows that they have a great staff. Now put it together. Go out there and beat a team that everybody says should be a competitive game and destroy those guys. Mm-hmm. El Mari said that on the fan last week in so many words in terms of we've shown how great we can be. So now that's the bar. Yeah. And so and so that's valid when there's criticism or questions about their consistency level. Uh, again, Sunday was a or Saturday was a good step forward, but yeah, this is going to be more of a challenge. I think there's a question mark over everybody's head in the NFC playoffs except yeah. maybe Green Bay cuz yep. they've got the home field and a week off and all and it's got hard to play up there. They've been going like this. Yeah, but I think I think it's a very Level playing mm-hmm. field, except you know, you know, Philly against Tampa is going to be tough. But I, I think it's what well, like I, I, you don't I, think I, this is a tough matchup? I like, do. It okay, is. okay. Well, and each team in the <laughs> NFC is a pick your poison sort of situation. I mean, they're they're all dangerous teams, but they all have question marks. It's which team are you going to get that week, and that's what's so scary yeah. about the Cowboys in a good way. They're scary because they can be that yeah. team. They can beat anybody on the in the league right now, but they I could agree. also be the team that loses to the Broncos thirty to sixteen. I agree, and I feel like every other team. On, on our side of the division, right, uh, conference, sorry, um, is in that same category except for Green Bay. 
sure. think that when you play Green Bay, you know that you're going to get their best every single time. And you're not going to catch them slipping. I feel like all the other teams, you might catch the best version of them yep. or you might catch the worst version of them. And, and that's I think that teams feel the same way about yes. Dallas. Yeah, it's volatile right now. And you look at all the, te- the games this season that were heralded as benchmarks. Tampa Bay, loss. Uh, you could probably say New England, but nobody knew who New England was at that point in the season. But you'll say that's a win. They were three and four, by the way, against 500 teams. Uh, Kansas City, loss. Las Vegas, loss. Arizona, loss. Those were the benchmark games along the way that you said, here's where you can finally get a chance to show that you're the real deal. And pretty much out of those five games that I just mentioned, you you lost four of them. You're going to take the Chargers out of that equation? Yeah, I'll take them okay. out of it because it's the same kind of deal. Okay. I, I gave the Patriots the benefit of the doubt, but the Chargers, <laughs> they didn't matter, make the playoffs. They right now? <laughs> can we talk about that real That's quickly? Can hey, we talk about that? Hey, you know what? I, I, this, oh, this, my God. This is my, uh, this is my premonition. Listen up. I feel as if the Raiders were going to allow the clock to run out. I think so, too. Until the, until the Chargers called a timeout. Once they called a timeout, he was like, oh, oh, you want to win the game. That's what Carr said post-game. You, oh, yeah. you want to win the game? Yep. All right, we got you. I mean, it was third down and four. <laughs> they had run the ball two straight times. Really didn't look like they were in a Yo. hurry with 39 seconds left. So why would they call a timeout? Just because they were trying to get the defense. They wanted to get the ball back. No, they wanted to get the ball back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the explanation afterwards from the Chargers (laughs) side of things was that they wanted to get their personnel out there because the run play was happening. Stop this. They had two prior run plays. No, that was that was uh, try and save your your skin sort of situation. I cannot believe they called that timeout. They were they had the playoffs. They had a no lose situation. Even if they would have won, they would have been the sixth seed. If they tied, they were also no, the, the sixth. Ra- seed. I don't think the Raiders are tripping. The Raiders were like, "Cool, let it run." Let yeah, it. right. Like, Time out. Oh, oh, yeah. We oh, both we okay. both we both win here. The Raiders right. were yeah. doing you a favor by running out the clock. They were chilling. They were ch- they were gonna say, you know what? We're both crazy. going. We that played really well. Got down to the final that minute. That was tied. intense. But shout out to Coach Rich Basaccia and yeah. the job that he did. I mean, yeah. the, the the Raiders organization was man. They were a, like a boat with no sail uh, after all the controversy that came out. And for them to be able to make the the playoffs is is awesome. I know they're going to be interviewing coaches and all of that they for should. that head coaching job. But Coach Basaccia show. I think he needs it. Uh, uh, he's done the job. That the way that that situation was. Three situations. Vegas. Yeah, they had three situations. Absolutely. Yeah, they they did a really <laughs> good job. Major situations. Yeah. That entire staff, really from top Jeez. to bottom, has done a great job of keeping that thing afloat and getting into the playoffs. Also around the league yesterday. I mean, there were multiple game of the year nominees. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> San Francisco. Oh my god. And the Rams, the yeah. game that actually allowed the Cowboys to move into the three seed. Seattle taking down Arizona, also helping with that. Wasn't that this crazy stat that if uh, Coach McVay leads by halftime, he's like undefeated or something like that? Mm-hmm. What a crazy stat to end that way. I mean, that's yeah. horrible. They were up 17 to nothing. San Francisco looked done. They looked done. They did. And they came right back and they won that game, which should be a uh, a point of emphasis this week in the Cowboys meetings is even if you get up early on San Francisco, no, no, do no, no. not let off the no. gas. Do not let that happen. Yeah, let's learn that lesson already. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, when we come back, are people being too hard on Dak Prescott even to this point in the season? I'll explain my reasoning for that question when we return with more Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, 
and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobsatcaliber.com. <laughs> nope. It's jobsatcaliber.com. We've been waiting this whole week for this. I, know. I left my wallet in the car. That's some BS. That's, That's fair. I'm trying, I'm trying to I'm trying to. Is it in the trunk? It's in the trunk. It's in the trunk. It's in the trunk. It's kind of weighing it down a little bit. It's kind of, yeah. He brought, it, he brought an extra trailer, yeah. put it on there. Tomorrow. Sorry. It's Sorry. okay. It's okay. Just the first day back. We've been waiting for it I'm for still, a little yeah. bit. It's disappointing. Cool. I'm still Fine. easing back in. All right. Second segment here of Talking <laughs> Cowboys. We were talking about seeding in the break and how big it was for the Cowboys to move into that three seed, which most most likely puts you against Tampa Bay in the second round should they take care of Philadelphia as the two seed versus the seven seed. And then you would be on the road to Tampa Bay. However, if Philadelphia were to upset Tampa Bay, you could have a second home game. So, And that would be probably against Philadelphia. Or no, Philadelphia would then play Green Bay. It's kind of impossible to see what the scenario would be because the NFL does reseed after every round. But for the most part, you're probably going to see Tampa Bay second round rather than seeing Green Bay in the second round. Love which it. Is helping things out, no doubt about it. We'll see you again. Love it. Road run through Green Bay anyway. You know, my boy did just get paid, though. My UW family. Vita yeah. Vea. Vita Vea. Oh, he did. Yeah, he Jesus. did. This is 78 mil? 73. 73 mil. Four years, $73 million. Goodness gracious. For a defensive tackle. What That's a little money, huh? A couple dollars. A little bit. Has Dak Prescott been over-criticized because no. of the season that he's had throughout? I mean, he's still top five in completion percentage, near nearly 70% on the season. He has now the most passing touchdowns in Cowboys history in a single season. Had five touchdowns again. You talk about games where he's had over 295, 300 yards, 
three-plus touchdowns. Is he getting over-criticized even down the stretch with the way this offense looked at? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. And I, I know a lot of people look at the stats, and he's setting records, and that's awesome. But I'm I'm super critical. Everybody knows that already. And even in this most most recent game, his he yes, he has some good throws, but a lot of his ball location is still off, in my opinion. The velocity on some of the stuff is still not there. So my expectation, my personal expectation for Dak, I feel like he can still do much better. Even though he is still killing it statistically, I think he can still do much better. And I would I would assure you that he would probably say the same thing. Yeah. Heckma. <laughs> Like, you know, I'm just going to say it like it is. Um, you know, it, well, well, like Dak said, pressure is a privilege. It came when he signed the contract, uh, the money that he's – and it's also a byproduct of being the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, this is the number – with taking the statistics out of it, uh, it's been an inconsistent year for Dak. It's been up and down, um, but no one can argue that he – hasn't, you know, it, when he's had a down game, he's come right back and, and, and made some improvements. Uh, defenses had adjusted. Uh, Kellen Moore probably didn't do him any favors with some of the midseason play calling. Uh, but, look, the, the things that you'll look over, the offensive line, uh, the lack of a running game at certain points in the season, look, these are things that you will look over. But bringing the statistics back on the table – you got the number one offense in the league, number one statistically in scoring, uh, number two, no, no, lo no lower than number two. So if any other quarterback in the league not named Dak Prescott had those numbers, I don't know if the criticism would be as hot as it is constantly each and every week or people always trying to say, well, he's not elite. He's just this. He's just that. Look, you look at Carson Wentz yesterday and, look, I'm not going to even use him. You know he's garbage. I'm just saying, <laughs> when you look at the rest of the quarterbacks in the National Football League, Dak Prescott brings something to the table for the Cowboys from a leadership standpoint, uh, just an all-around player. Uh, and, and it, look, the disrespect that he's gotten from the national media sometimes is warranted, but not at the level that they try and put it on. I just want to Accepted. Yeah, I would say yes and no. I think if you're going to say he's the sole reason to Hex Point for why they've uh, hit a dip halfway through the season and for a large stretch of the second half of the season, I would say that's wrong. I think there's a lot of things that have gone into why they've struggled. You mentioned the offensive line. They haven't got the run game established. Um, there have been miscommunications with the wide receivers. I think they could do some better things to scheme things up for the offense on Kellen Moore's side. So, yeah, there's a lot of factors why an offense doesn't struggle. To Isaiah's point, Dak's got to be the guy. If they're going to make a run, he's got to play at his very best. And we haven't seen his very best every single week. And I don't think that's uncommon uh, for a quarterback. This league's tough. But, yeah, he can, he can play better than he's played down the stretch because we've seen it. We've seen it. So your hope is that they're building to that now. Well, when you look at the top five quarterbacks or top five offenses and whatever quarterback they have, let me run this down. Let me tell me if they've had an elite season, just not maybe elite status as a quarterback. Some of these are, but have they had an elite season? Tampa Bay is number two. Tom Brady. Number three, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes. Number three. Four is the Los Angeles Chargers. You've got Justin Herbert. They didn't make the playoffs, but Justin Herbert surely had a fantastic year. And then the Buffalo Bills are number five, Josh Allen. At the top of that list is Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. So I, I'm with Heckma. If it's anyone else, I think he's being heralded as one of the best seasons in the National Football League from a quarterback standpoint. However, 
because of the lull, because of some of the things that happened on the offensive side of the football, a lot of it wasn't his fault. There are things that he could sure up, sure, but at the same time, you feel like I feel like he's not being credited enough for what he's done in a season, so be it, also coming back from injury. Think about that, too. Yeah. A lot of people forget about what he went through to get to this point, having an injury midseason, and then still <laughs> getting on the other side and having a 12-5 and record in the number 1 offense in all of football. There's a lot of things there, I think, that, that the nation is missing whenever it comes to Dak Prescott. And surely we've been critical as well mm-hmm. because it has warranted criticism at times. But in the overarching scheme of things, the regular season that Dak Prescott had was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it can't be taken out of it. Now, going back to the Philadelphia game, 50-plus points again, did Kellen Moore in that offense, offensive line help ease your nerves there in terms of the play calling and the way that they set things up even with without Tyron Smith at left tackle? Yeah, I think so. I think I think the some one of the guys mentioned the running game. I, I think that that's going to be the key. If they can get some kind of balance, and I, I forget what they averaged in that game, it was like almost five yards a carry. That's that's going to be the key to making a run and helping Dak for sure. What did you think about Zeke? Thought he how looked, he looked. I thought he looked pretty good. I, I at some point was like, you know, like take him out, you take him out, want to again. sit down. You guys <laughs> sit down. Hey, he wanted his thousand. I don't blame him for that. Um, and look, they've been saying for weeks that like by this point in the season, he's going to be as healthy as he's going to get. And I think honestly, I think the last two or three weeks he's he's Remember, run pretty yes. well. So uh, I think there's some merit to what they've been saying. And this is the guy that that everybody's been wanting to give an off day uh, for the last couple of weeks. He ain't taking it, and he's yeah, just yeah, stayed yeah. with it. And he's looked better. He's looked much improved. Um, and just going back to the look, people are going to judge this team based off of the Arizona game, and not sealing the deal when they had an opportunity to. And I think that's fair. Um, uh, And the penalties and and the things that they accumulated in that game, this was the feel-good game that they needed. And I think from an offensive line standpoint, I think they did that. I think there were some other areas. I I didn't like the way that Leo Collins played. I'm just – Keep it real. I, I thought there was some inconsistency there from the right tackle. And, man, he's got Bosa coming his way. So he's definitely got to shore up a lot of his inconsistencies. Uh, but offense, I mean, when you, you talk about what they did, I think they protected Dak really well. And just his ability to get the ball out uh, and find those open receivers. I think the deep crosser to C.D. Lamb, a lot of people are not going to make mention, mention that. That was a play, and they even said on the telecast, where he had to throw the receiver open. And I just thought that the offensive line, again, just they protected him and they allowed him uh, to be his absolute best. If they can follow that up next week, I expect a victory. By the way, Lyle Collins, uh, just to back up your point, was the fifth graded uh, pass blocker in, or I guess overall offensive grade in the offensive line from this past week. So he was number five. Oh. Yeah, so. There's only just, five offensive lines. Exactly. It's pretty, uh, <laughs> it's pretty uh, yeah, not great. What do you think about all of it together? I, I mean, they look good. <clears throat> they look good. Uh, again, I, I have to take into consideration who was not present on their on their defensive front for Philadelphia. But other than that, I love the fact that they look confident. They are having fun. They're excited. They are working well together. They had nice combo blocks. This is something that they've struggled with um, for a good duration of the season. And that's all you can ask for as they were going into this, this playoff run. You wanted to see them confident. And I spoke on – is our issue has been up front and execution at the line of scrimmage, initiating the line of scrimmage. It didn't matter what tailback you put back there, and we saw that. We saw that this week, right? So that back there, that validated everything I was saying in terms of it doesn't matter. This old line has to be in sync. 
They have to be. They have to be synonymous together. They have, just have to be. They have to be, go forward. They got to press forward. They have to be able to be in a, just like a dance. You know, as they work on these blocks. You know, work one dude here. Boom, pass. I can't talk to you. You have to feel that my head. That what I'm doing with my body. You got to know that I want you to take over this guy. I'm working up to the next level. And you saw that happen. You saw that execution. And you you could man. Any of us could got in the backfield and ran another day. That's how. That's how fluid they were. And that's what you wanted to see. You they needed that showing going yeah. into the playoffs. The penalties were down, too. They had a pre-snap, like, first couple snaps of the game. Other than that, they did pretty, pretty clean mm. job. That's been part of the problem offensively, too, is these holdings, these false starts, all those things. You get in a second and long, getting third and long. That doesn't make Dak's job any easier. Connor Bro had a flashback on the holding, though. Did he have a hold yeah, in the game? Yeah, he had a flashback. Okay. I remember right. that. Yeah. yeah, he did have Can't a have it. I remember that. Can't have it. Was it a hold or was it, it was a false start? It was start? a freaking it was a hold. hold. It was a hold. <laughs> it, was, it was a throwback. 52. It was a throwback hold. <laughs> Holding 52 on the offense. But he's, you could tell that he's super cognizant of it right now, which is kind of cool. Oh, they all know. Yeah, well, he knows. You know, he's out there blocking. You see sometimes he's just like, get my hands off. And then other times he's like, I'm a bulldog. And it's like, no, let him go. So, <laughs> Don't do it, Connor. <laughs> They're just uh, holding the flags waiting on him. Just yeah, yeah. Oh, you got away with that one, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna get you Honestly, next time. <laughs> yes, like that's a big reason why he got benched. Is like I don't think overall they thought he did a bad job. That's what I was told anyway. It was just, it's like the refs are waiting on it, and well, we can't afford to have that going on right now. Listen, you know? when you're a criminal, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Mm, damn. I guess he's a criminal on the field. Let's, that's what I'm talking about. Let's that's go what I'm ahead. talking about. Well, oh yeah, let me context. Let's go ahead and context yeah, that. Right. Yeah. You, I mean, you're gonna they're gonna be looking for you. It's true. If you're a repeat offender, that's it. In a similar scenario, mm-hmm. you're going to have that that eagle yeah. eye on you. What was your favorite part about the Eagles' win? Mine was Jaquan Hardy getting the touchdown at the end, 22 yards out. Mm-hmm. Him kind of slicing his way in the end zone after a mm-hmm. great move, undrafted free agent out of Tiffin yeah, University. Awesome. I thought that was a lot of fun. Anybody have any else? I like seeing the the guys be excited for the guys that are lower on the depth chart. I mm-hmm. love that that team camaraderie. That was that's awesome. That that's that's the that was the nightcap to the season. We're getting twelve and five. All that stuff is awesome. Seeing this team in the season that way, where it didn't matter who came in the game, they were going to ball out. It didn't matter who was in in on the game. Everybody was engaged on the sideline. Everybody was cheering on cheering on their teammates. That aspect, that's culture. That's what I was talking about before the season started. That's the culture change that you wanted to see. Instead of guys being out there, you know, third and fourth street guys and me and Heckman over here on the sideline talking about, you know, the flight back. No, everybody was standing up. Everybody was engaged. Everybody was cheering them on. Everybody was hyped. They were running into the end zone. Guys were coming off the bench, running to the end zone, celebrating. That is me wanting the best for my brother, regardless of who's in the game. Uh, Greg Zerline, good from 48 yards. Hmm. I'll go with that. Do you, do you want to talk about but the missed extra yeah. point? We can if we want. That's part of it too. But I, I, that that that's <laughs> encouraging because jeez, you got to have that. You got to have that part of it going going into the playoffs. Got to have both of them. Got to have both of them. Got to have both of them. So <laughs> I was, that was I was halfway. I was halfway pleased. That's, that's okay. That's plus good. two points. Yeah, yeah. Got now, I felt good about all of it, man. I really just seeing Dak get back uh, in sync and, and just seeing him enjoy, get down in the red zone, uh, get some scores. But Corey Clement scoring that mm. touchdown, for me, it was like knowing how he's beloved in Philadelphia. Yep. And then he comes back in a Cowboys uniform and scores. <laughs> Give me that. I, just, like, <laughs> I like that. The Boo Eagles. <laughs> yeah, boo just, Eagles. Just a little you almost bit forget that he has a Super Bowl ring. He does. Yeah. 
And yeah, he, was, said, he played a big part in it, too. said that on the broadcast, the Philly special. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Took the snap. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. pretty cool for, for Corey Clement. It, it, going back to what you were talking about, of, of that camaraderie and the excitement around some of the guys later on the depth chart, it gave me flashbacks to Oxnard. Mm-hmm. In the mojo moments, mm-hmm. I know there wasn't really a mojo moment really in that game because Cowboys pretty much had it in control. But it was it was that level of excitement and build that has been the case, that mm-hmm. has been the foundation and the standard going all the way back to the practice field in Oxnard. Because mm-hmm. it really has been since then. You see that kind of camaraderie and that teamwork that it's visible on the sideline. You love to see that, and it, hopefully it moves forward. Is Corey Clement the only player on his roster with a Super Bowl ring? I believe That's a so. Great question. Wow. I don't think. Uh, uh, I think you might be right. Uh, he's the only one. Unless there's somebody on the defensive mm-hmm. side. I don't think so. I don't wow. Think so. How Off about top that? Of my head. Yeah. No. We'll have to. We'll, 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 I'll go look deep into that. I think you might Pretty be right. Sure there. It, yeah. Huh. All right. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we'll wrap things up and let's look ahead to the playoff picture in the NFC. Is the three seed a good spot to be in when we return right after this? Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor on Talking Cowboys. This, this seat isn't as bouncy as Rob P's bounce seat. He's got the bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a little bounce. Yeah. As Jason Garrett would say, a little bounce, a little bounce, a little bounce, a little, little, little bounce. bounce, little bounce. Uh, Chris, can we tell that story on the air? Because I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> let's throw it back to Saturday night. I see what you did there. Throw it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Corey Clement scores the touchdown in the third quarter, right? Uh, fourth quarter. Early fourth quarter. Make it 37 to 20 Cowboys. It's his first touchdown. Dak's record breaking. Dak's record. Hey, you could have made some, some bank off of that if you would have caught it. Uh, Corey <laughs> Clement walks into the end zone after getting the catch in the flats. And he celebrating, of course, like we were just talking about. Big touchdown in front of the Philadelphia fans. And in celebration after he does a little dance, he chucks the ball up in the air. Straight up in the air. Sky high in Philadelphia. And Chris Beam is standing just a couple feet off and to the left. And doing, I'm looking at, I'm shooting him. And doing I'm like, a great job with the camera in hand. And what happened, Chris? That ball came down and hit me right in the head. Like I'm sitting there looking at him like, this ball hasn't came down Like yet. one of those anvils in the cartoons. It was, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was the coyote. <laughs> he was a coyote. You got any physical evidence of that? You got a welt? You got anything? Uh, I had a headache all day yesterday. Oh, so. man. Yeah. yeah, he tossed that thing high. Oh, go back, he did. Go back and look at the the highlight. Yeah. We we pulled it up in the break and we're just yeah. looking at it, and that was a he chucked toss. it. Well, here we we talked to Corey after he the game, and and Nick said something to him like, "Hey, you ch- you chunked that so high, it hits one of the people right here in the head, maybe the guy behind me." And he's like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry about that." Oh, that's good. And someone goes, he goes, "Well, you know, that was Dak's record ball." He's like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, he broke." Tony Romo's record. What did you do with it? He goes, oh, man, I almost threw it in the stands. That's the first thing I thought I was going to do. He goes, but then I handed it to my mom. So my mom has it. Oh, smart. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's cool. It's not like it's the Tom Brady ball that got handed to a fan by Mike Evans earlier in the year. And they had to give him like an arm and a leg to get it back. But. Yeah, I mean that's Corey said he had to give him a new contract to get uh, get the ball. Yeah, back. there you go. How about that? Hold it for some leverage. But I'm joking. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that from from Chris Beam doing great work on the sidelines and getting thanked by a bonk on the head from Corey Clement and company. Doink. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans, and. Cowboys at the three seed, Rob, what does that mean in terms of the road that they would have going into the playoffs? To play San Francisco this week, and then what happens after that? Uh, they would play winner of the 2-3, right? So it's it's a reseeding, it's a right? Reseed. Yeah, it would reseed. So you would play somebody help me. Probably. It, it, you wouldn't be going to Green Bay. You'd be going to Tampa, right? If Tampa, if, if Tampa would Tampa win. won. Yeah, there you go. So – on paper, I'd say that's that's a win. You avoid you avoid Lambo. I would say though, you know, going to Tampa is no fun either. I would have rather played the Cardinals in this matchup because I think, you know, beating the Cowboys twice on the road, I, it's kind of like Georgia tonight. Like I kind of like Georgia in this game tonight. Mm. Um, but look, I, there are no gimmies. It's going to be a tough matchup anywhere you play. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the Cowboys are playing at home. They earn that opportunity. So. You know they're going to have to beat good teams regardless. I don't. I don't think it really matters who they play or where they play. I think that's the cool part about it is the Cowboys have a great shot at hosting, or not a great shot. They have a shot. Period to host the second playoff game. Because if Philadelphia were to upset Tampa Bay, then you would host most likely one of. Or actually, it would definitely be the Rams or the Cardinals, because Philadelphia would then go play Green Bay, and then you would play the winner of the Rams or Rams in the the Cardinals in that NFC West battle. So gives you a shot at a second home game, which that just shows how much one seed can help you out in terms of the playoff picture.
And that's that's the perspective that I'm taking as well. You know, you position yourself. Obviously, you miss opportunity with Arizona to be really at the second seed or even you know, even the first one well, who wouldn't have been first because they didn't lose, but the second seed. So whatever happened yesterday with the, obviously with, with Seattle winning that helped substantially bump it up. Um, but also, if you get past this first round, if you get past 49ers and say the Bucks beat the Eagles like most people expect, you get you get some payback. You get some payback. Mm. And I think people, I think Dallas Cowboys Nation has wanted payback on Tom Brady and the rest of them Buccaneers since week one. Um, and I think that would be one heck of a showdown, um, you know, for a Bucks team that doesn't have all their dogs, but they still got a whole heck of a lot of them. And I think Dallas wants that retribution. They want to give them boys the business back. Like they, they want payback. Didn't Dak say that to Brady post game? They did. Yeah. We'll see you again. We'll see you again. But Brady said Brady that said to, Dak. It to Dak. Yeah. Brady said that to yeah. Dak. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. After week one. Yep. So, no, hey. That, that will be the loop that's played over and over again if that matchup oh, yeah. happens. Yeah. You know, I trust this team. I think when you look back over the season and their road and their home games, this team has been really even on, on both mm-hmm. scales of going home and, and away. Um, I, I like the way that it's playing out. Yeah. Um, I didn't. It, to me, it was all about getting into the tournament. All we had to do was get in the tournament and things would take care of themselves. I this whole not going to Lambeau, uh, whatever it is, man, all roads lead through Lambeau either way it goes. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to get there. So we're going to have to dethrone these guys. And I, I like the road that we're on right now. I like this matchup. I like that we drew San Francisco in the first round. I think it's favorable. I think it's favorable for our defense. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> no is favorable for our offense. So, yeah, man, I'm excited about it. And I, I look forward to talking about it all week on Talking Cowboys. Yeah, I think that run game is going to be the biggest thing circled for the defense oh, to try yeah. and slow down because, man, oh, yeah. they ran the football Oof. all over Debo. LA yesterday. Debo. Debo's Come a in. monster. Debo is a phenomenal player. Jimmy Garoppolo, he left some things to be desired. He's going to give you, <laughs> leave him give you a couple shots. Leave him in there. Yeah, he's going to give you a couple shots. I'd rather shots. see him than the other dude. See, let, let, leave, Trey leave him in there, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to see Jimmy Lance G in there. This is a team that is playing really well right now. The 49ers have been playing well down the stretch to get to this point. So it's not going to be a walk in the park, but neither is any game in the NFC at all. I mean, there are no more walks in the park. Those are done. Those are all done. We talked about it previously. Four-game season. Four games. you got to get four games. Step number one could be this week at AT AT&T Stadium. (sighs) Four-game season. Sunday afternoon. Strap them all, Rob P. Buckle up, buddy. Put your put your put your work draws back on. Get your wallet out of your out of your do, pocket. Wants to do the yard? Yeah, the yard draws. It's time. Put them back on. Oh, it's, it's the yard draws. Oh, it's yard now? draws time. Oh. oh, don't you look at me like that, heck! You don't wear them nice boxer briefs or brief boxers, whatever you wear. You put the, the white boys on the white draws, the loom fruities. <laughs> It's go time. It's go time, baby. <laughs> Get some Clorox. <laughs> oh, all right. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. That does it for us here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. We'll see you tomorrow. Taking your calls from Cowboys Nation, 888-855-2297. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!